1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from
0: $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Loyalty to Rangers is what binds us. And together, we are stronger. Launching for the 2021 season, the MyJers membership program is a new way to get even closer to the club you love. It's the one place where you can access benefits like ticketing priority, club discounts and exclusive competitions and experiences. There's even a limited edition welcome gift when you join. Visit rangers.co.uk slash to join today. Always Rangers. Always loyal. Always rewarded.
2: Welcome to another episode of our Yesterday's Hero series. Today we're joined by somebody who joined the club in 2012. Really, when it was our time of need, he, he answered the call and he served the, the jersey with distinction. In, in my opinion, his name's Dean Shields. Dean, welcome to the show. Good man. Thanks for having me, Scott. No bother. A pleasure. A pleasure. How's things? Everything all good? Good. Yeah. Good. Um,
1: just hopefully um, getting through this lockdown as as best we can and. Um, coming out the other end, and yeah. hopefully we're near there, but um, getting back to normal life is what we're all after, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll go back a wee bit to, obviously, your Arsenal time, and then Hibs and, and Doncaster, and then, obviously, you arrived at, well, Kelly, and then you arrived at Rangers, but what was it like, kind of, growing up, obviously, joining Arsenal? What, what, what was your upbringing there? Because, Arsenal had superstars at that time. Uh, it was
1: fantastic. Um, I was there when they had the Invincibles, so... I was um, obviously a young player trying to learn my trade and um, it was just unbelievable to be around. There was, They had so many World Cup winners in the squad, Patrick Vieira, people like that. Um, yeah. So you can only, you're a fool if you can't learn and, and try and take things from them. And as I got older, I, I got the trim of the first team a wee bit and it was just a great experience to be around that environment of of um, such great quality. And, and it was brilliant for a young player trying to learn the game and... Um, I always look back fondly on my time there and I, um, obviously before I made the step to Hibs it was a great opportunity for me to, to basically learn the tools
2: of my trade and, and use that
1: throughout my career, you know.
2: Yeah, you, you obviously never made an appearance for Arsenal but was there times, like, friendlies etc that you might have, you kind of get near it or were you at least involved uh, in the squads and stuff? I left when I was nineteen to go to Hibs. so
1: I was there three years. And my my last year, I, I got to do preseason with the first team, yeah. and I got involved with some preseason friendlies. Um, so that was great. You, you had there was like um, you had Tony Adams when I first arrived, people like that Martin Keown. and there was a great English core of players there with um Lee Dixon was there towards the end and um, Ray Parler, and then t- as it transitioned, then So Campbell come in and um, it was just fantastic. Obviously, you had the world-class players like Henri and yeah. um, Vieira, Pérez. It was just exciting for me as a young player to go and watch them play. Yeah. Um, I couldn't wait to go to hybrid at the time it was, so to go and watch them play and, and um, it was just pure class. And uh, obviously, Cesc Fabregas came through my, my age group, um, although Cesc spent most of the time with the first team because he broke in really, really early. So. Um, it was just it was just a great chance for me to to learn in a a, a fantastic environment
2: What like was it playing in the same team because you must have played in the same team as Some sometimes what what was it like in the dressing room could you tell early doors that obviously he was going to the top
1: Um, You could yeah like he never gave the ball away he never gave it away he was um, when when he when he came to us he was very young I think he was maybe 16, 17 and then he was he was straight into the first team. So, he was a quiet chap. Obviously, he'd just come from Spain and he was learning the language. And at that time, um, he, was a, he was a really nice guy to be around. And um, you could tell straight away his quality he was there, I think. We had heard big things before he had arrived and um, he didn't disappoint when he did arrive, you know.
2: Yeah. Obviously, you, you moved on to hubs When did you first hear that hubs that obviously, wanted to take you um, to play for the club? And, and also, was there other... Uh, admirers at the time was a lot
1: of clubs wanted to take you as well uh, I had another year left at Arsenal um, but at, at that time I was sort of breaking into the reserves um, and in, towards the end of my last year there and the reserve team was full of people like Sylvian and Wiltord and Ray yeah. Parler Edu. there was I was getting on the bench getting on the bench for reserves was good Yeah. <laughs> so I thought like I'm 19 I want to go and try and play first team football and uh, I had the chance to go up to Hibs. I actually had the chance to go to Hibbs and Hearts in the same week. Um so Tony Mowbray was there. They had young good players and um I actually had a friend there, Sammy Morrow, who's from here. I grew up with him and he was at Hibbs um already as well. So I thought I'm definitely going there and um I actually went on trial for a week and then signed and um and then just went from there. Yeah. Um so um it was, a good, it was a good move for me. And then that, that year, I think I played 40-something games. It was my first year from turning from youth football to men's football. And anyone will tell you the difference is just um, day and night. You know, you're, you're going from playing with 18-year-olds every week to, to players in their 30s and people yeah. trying to pay them mortgages and trying to get three points on a Saturday. So it was a, it was a really good learning curve and it was a great bunch of lads. We were all young at the time at Hibs. Um, everyone knows the names that were there, Scott Brown. Um Boozlin came in who was an unbelievable player. Uh you had Whitaker, um
2: Kevin Thompson have been there as well. Burfrey,
1: Tomo, um Dryden and O'Connor, the list goes on. Guy Caldwell as well. There was it was just a great um we were all sort of young and it was yeah. great. We enjoyed ourselves on the pitch, off the pitch. It was just a great um
2: great changing room to be honest. Obviously, you joined Hibs 2004 and you touched upon the names there. At Hibs at the time, I can remember that Hibs team, and I remember as a Rangers supporter, with didn't like going to Easter Road. Obviously, Easter Road had a happy memory for us that year because I think that was the year the end of your first yeah. season of the year with Helicopter Sunday and we won the league there. But uh, that was crazy. That was crazy. How, how was that for you? Obviously, growing up a Rangers supporter, I was remembering.
1: Um, I was on the bench for Hibs. It was um, and what the. In a lucky way for Rangers and for Hibbs, we we were third and I think if we if Rangers beat us three 0 we um didn't get third. Yeah. And if Rangers beat us one or two nil, then we were we, we, we got um third place which got, got us European football. So I remember coming on with half an hour to go and I was on the white left. I think it was Michael Ball was was playing up against me and uh-huh. it was um it, Barry Ferguson was inside and we were 1-0 down, natural scored, and uh 1-0 suited us, losing 1-0. So yeah. it was it was the most surreal surreal game I've ever had in my career because we were letting Rangers play it along the back. Yeah. They were playing it along the back. We weren't tackling, they weren't attacking, <laughs> and everyone was happy with the 1-0 defeat. And it was like <laughs> and I remember when I first came on, obviously I was young and I was keen, so I started closing down and I remember mo- Nobody shouting over at me. No, no, no. Just stay there.
2: Don't go chasing. Just let, them have it. So <laughs> an celtic um, manager as well, who's ha- an XL2 player who's happy to be beaten one I, nil.
1: Hi, <laughs> we didn't care as long as we got into Europe at that time. That was that was a great achievement. And then obviously it was our last home game. at Hibs, So you normally do all the the lap of honor every every home game at the end. So I think. What they done was they gave us the lap of honour first, and then Rangers got um, their title celebrations after we'd done the lap of honour. <laughs> I think there was a mix up, I don't know what was going on, but Rangers were celebrating winning the league, and we were basically right. celebrating getting third
2: at the time. So that, that was huge for Hibs as well, though, because obviously that was a right young squad. You know, in, in The football that, that yourselves played at Hibs was unbelievable. As I said, Ranger, as a Rangers sport, I, I, I didn't look forward to thinking, oh no, I've got Hibs away at the weekend. You know, knowing, knowing that you were in a really right good game against a young Hibs team who were fearless, and I think it was the next uh, season you you gave us a few beatings at Ibrox. Do you know what I mean? Three 0 and stuff like that. So that you're a uh, right good team.
1: Yeah, I think as you, as I touched on earlier, they were young. We were all young players, and it was just fearless there. There was no fear. Um, there was that enthusiasm, um, and we 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 did just we we sort of enjoyed playing against the old firm. I you know a lot of teams. Um, we went and beat Celtic as well. Um, at Parkhead three as well, and yeah. I think we had we had that much talent when it all clicked together. Then, then there was um, there was great rewards. But Mowbray was brilliant because he was sort of it was a hard group to deal with in a way because they're all young and but he managed it great and played exciting football. And um, it was a great um, it was a great time for the club. I think uh, I don't think they've been third since. I could be wrong. Um, I, don't, but, I don't think I've. I think it's the best Hibs team they've had in fifteen years by a mile. You know.
2: Yeah. thinking through you were at Hibs for what was it five years? Um, you left in two thousand and nine to go to Doncaster. Did you just feel as though you would kind of got to the end of the what you could achieve at Hibs, and you wanted to try English football again, and have a crack at it? I, I was, I was key. I was, I was. My contract was
1: running out, and it's, it was it was only in January, sort of the end of the month, where I thought. Um, Look, I've I've been at Hibs a long time, and I didn't at that time. I didn't feel as if the team were progressing. Obviously, all the players I mentioned were gone by that time, and um, I was desperate to go and experience a new league because I think in one of my last years, every any player I'll tell you at in Scotland, and one I think in my last year at Hibs, we played against Aberdeen seven times, yeah, and it was just becoming boring, and I was wanting something fresh and exciting, and. Doncaster were in the championship and they were a really good football team. They had a brilliant manager, Sean Driscoll. Again, they had a lot of young players and they played exciting football. So it, it appealed to me. And then when I got down there, we had Newcastle in the league, Norwich, um, Wolves. We had a there was, every away game was a big, big game, and it was um, it was just all new for me from going from. Um, from Scotland and um, I really enjoyed my time down there and I actually learned a lot down in Doncaster. It was a good move for me at the time.
2: See, a lot of, again, as a football fan, never played the game at a great level, but as a football fan, you think when a player leaves Rangers, for, for instance, and goes down south to, to see a championship team, and no disrespect to some of the teams in the championship, but they're only in the same bracket as Rangers in terms of stature, but obviously in terms of the league that they play in, they are in a better standard of league, basically. We sometimes uh-huh. find it hard to get that kid to can understand the reason why a player would, would leave for yourselves. Obviously, that that must be a thing to say, Well, I can't play against Dundee four times this year, and Dundee United four times this year, and Hearts uh-huh. four times. It must get boring. So, you think that really is a factor, even at a big club like Rangers, where people go, I've, I've had enough of that now? Uh,
1: well, I don't think I left Hibs to go down to England. I wouldn't have left Rangers to go to England. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, I um, I think when you're a Rangers, any Rangers player, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time once you leave Rangers, you're taking a step down. Um yeah. so um but regarding what you're saying, it is for a player, it is hard. I, I'm a big believer in what um in reconstructing Scottish football. Um I think there's teams I played my last year in Scotland at Dunferman. Yeah. And Dunferman's a fantastic club. Um Dunfermline are, are every bit as good a club as Hamilton. Um, teams like that that are in the Premier League for so long. And I think there is clubs like that. There's the two Dundee clubs down in the Championship. There's, um, as I said, Dunfermline, Inverness are there. I think there is a chance to try and make the, the Scottish League bigger so it's not as boring and you're not playing the same team as repetitively as you can. I know, um, I, I said, I, know, I don't know how many Rangers played Aberdeen, was it last season? Um, yeah. there's replays and things like that. Um it just becomes you're you're a midfielder wherever you play and you're you're looking across the line and it's like, oh it's not you again, it's just boring, you know. Yeah. And which which I think maybe now is an opportunity for the league to try and reconstruct it. I think they had the opportunity when, when obviously they put range, put Rangers down to the third division. I think that was the best opportunity to try and reconstruct it then, but they didn't take it then either, so I, I wouldn't hold much faith in them doing it again
2: now. There's too many selfish people, I think, in the game, didn't, to be honest, rather than putting the, the good of the game first. But I, I think, think Rangers have tried if they to help, the help that. Well. I think yeah. they should ask the
1: players' opinion because they always talk about what's best for the football. And it's the players that are providing entertainment and yep. it's the fans that are going to watch the game. And I know that, fa- the, talking about my point of view, from a player playing against, the fans are not wanting to see the same game seven times either. So... Um, I think if they had a chat with some of the players and, and maybe um, got an understanding of how they're feeling, then it might help the country progress football-wise. But as I said, it doesn't seem to be um, it doesn't seem to be
2: moving in the right direction. You kind of fell out of favour a wee bit at Doncaster. You ended up on loan Achille under your dad. How, how is it for a player playing, obviously your dad's a manager. I, I think we all experienced it as a young kid when your dad took the football team, etc. But for yourself as a professional football player at a decent club like Kilmarnock or certainly a decent level anyway. How how is that for you to play under your dad? Um well I no I was at I was at um
1: Doncaster I left for personal reasons basically it was the start of the season and John Rusko was brilliant with me because he, he didn't he didn't have a big squad, he had no players and he let me go back up to Scotland because of family reasons. My family was there and um yeah. I had to go up at that stage. But then for your dad's tough um but i had done it for northern he was manager of northern our 17s when i was coming through um so steve davis was in that age group and um, we had, a, we had a quite a good team um so i played for him then and obviously i'd experienced it a little bit but at, at professional level it, it, the pressure does mount i was fortunate enough that i had a good season to be honest um i think when you're playing bad and the manager's still picking you or your dad's still picking you then people start to point the finger. But yeah. I think if it, maybe I was mature enough to be able to, to deal with it. I understood the game. And as I said, no matter who, who your manager is in the touchdown, you're always going to give your best anyway. So um, obviously it, it helped me from a football point of view because I knew how he wanted to, the game played and it suited my game. So it was a win-win for me and um, it was actually a, one of the best moves I made was going to come on because it, it helped me. Help me push on from
2: there. I know that obviously, that early time Rangers were just about to kind of go into their, their hover issues financially that, that led to his obviously being demoted, as you, as you mentioned earlier. Did you think, even then, could you see kind of well, if Rangers go down here, there might be an opportunity if I do play well that I might get to realise a dream of playing for Rangers, or, or even with the fact that Rangers were going to lose so many players, if, even if we stayed in the top league, did you think? There's a chance here that I might get to Rangers if, if I I show my um, at Kelly.
1: Well, I always thought that when I when I moved when I was at Hibs, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking if I do well here, I might get a move to Rangers during I yeah. meeting. So that was always in my mind um, throughout my career. I always wanted to, to play for the club and um, I remember the administration when Rangers thing happened, I was at for Kilmarnock.
2: Yeah.
1: And we beat we beat Rangers at Aybrock's one. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I did. Um, so I remember that game and it was just a surreal experience. I actually scored you that scored day. It was, um, it was a massive uh, sort of show of togetherness from the Rangers fans. Um, I'll never I'll never forget that day because obviously the news had just broke about what was happening and um, it was just uh, unbelievable. Uh, one of the best atmospheres I've seen it, at Ibrox that, that day. It was sort of a, a, a show of togetherness from the crowd and from the club that they weren't going to lie down and um, it was surreal it was what was happening I know we were winning at Kamarnock but the fans were I remember I remember noticing how good the just fans were that day
2: Yeah You Obviously for your eyes at Ibrox, you, you won the League Cup uh, with Kelly you scored I think the goal in the semi-final against Ayr to, to get the club into the, the final and obviously that was against Celtic at the time um, Yeah What are your memories of the two games? Obviously the final being a great yeah. point for you personally winning a cup, also putting out Celtic as well. It's you know, it's decent, yeah. No, it was brilliant.
1: There, the, I think they say they called that one the biggest airshare derby in history. The semi final was, was just surreal. Air turned up, and they had no intentions of crossing the halfway line, so we were the premiership team. So they were playing from penalties from the get go, and they nearly got there to be honest. Um, I didn't score until extra time, and it was one of those days where their keeper was brilliant and it didn't look like it was going to happen. So it was more relief getting through that semi-final because we were under big pressure being the the premiership team. And um, um, once we got there, it was more relief. And then we, we, again, that, that team was a wee bit similar to the Hibbs team that I played under because we had no fear at all of the old firm that year. I think, as I said, we beat Rangers twice that year and we beat, I think we had beaten Celtic already as well or we had, we had played really well against the old firm that year so going into the game uh, the final um, Celtic were strong they had they were coming off the back of 24 wins and 3 draws from 27 games so they were unbeaten in 27 games but um, we knew that we we had players that could hurt them and we had played well against them in the past and it was just fantastic for the club of Camara they hadn't won a game Trophy in a long, long time, and obviously to share that moment with my dad was great. And um, they had one Yama, they had Brown, they had a lot of good Hooper, they had a lot of good players, and it was a good Celtic team actually. But we we were very confident that day, believe it or not. I don't I don't know why, but um, we sort of were convinced that we were going to win that game uh, before we went out. So um, it was it was a great moment for us.
2: You were shortlisted for the SPFA Players' Player of the Year that year as well, alongside. John Daly, Stephen Davis, and Charlie McGrew. That must have been an enormous kind of achievement for yourself to be shortlisted on that. Given you know a club like command at the time, I remember they had a good side, but the only really like a big, huge, you know, that like, you know, getting up the table and finishing third, or challenging for second, etc. That must have been kind of difficult an achievement and testament to yourself. Obviously, that that you were recognised. Ah, it was good. Obviously,
1: um, I felt I was done that year. I felt I felt as if I should have won that um, Player of the Year because of I had fifteen goals from midfield. I was. Yeah. Um, it was. They gave it to Charlie McGrew, who was a defender, and Charlie's a good player, but in my opinion, he didn't do enough. Steve was. Steve's always always good. He was always consistent, and and Big John was fantastic for Donny United. But I think that was my standout year, and I think. Um, I definitely um, um, deserved to be in that in that category that year. Um, but as I said, it was it was great because it was nominated by your fellow professionals, which was the the most um, cherished. You can you get journalists who don't have a clue about football who give out player of the year awards, but um, this was one from the players you played against, which is the, the total acc- accolade that you can get. You know what I mean? So no, I was it was a big. Um, Compliment for myself that year to get to be involved in that company.
2: Obviously, did, towards the end of that season, there was talk of yourself joining Rangers. When did you first hear a real kind of concrete interest in, in talks with Rangers that, that there's a possibility this could actually happen?
1: Well, I remember um, my contract was up at Cumberland, so I was on a free, and I, I was quite a, in a strong position where I had. A, I was lucky because a lot of times in your career when you're out of contract. If you've not had a good year the previous year, then it's always difficult to get a club. And I was lucky i came off the back of a good year. and um, I felt that... Um, I, I, I wasn't sure about Rangers' interest. I'd heard rumours and different things, but I think Kenny Madoa rang my dad at some stage to say, look, we're keen to, to get him in. But I knew that the club was under such, basically, turmoil and um, what was going on off the pitch was affecting... Um, Ali's getting players on the pitch, so I wasn't too sure whether it was going to happen or not. There was no contract offer or anything like that. So I, I was, I was, as I said before, I had played in Scotland again. I was maybe thinking of going to play abroad. I spoke to a few teams in different leagues in different countries, and um, as I said, it wasn't until I was in Germany and um, speaking to a, a German club that um, that I got an official offer from Rangers. So. Once that offer came in, I just got the plane back and went went back to Abrax and signed because um obviously I I've, I've been waiting on
2: on signing for the club all my life, so it was it wasn't something I was ever gonna turn down, you know. You you, you touched the fact that you're a you are a Ranger supporter, but as a football player in, in your career, you you obviously take your career into consideration. Did you ever feel as though this might not actually be the move for me? Because obviously I mean you'd made fourteen appearances for your country as well. The chance, yeah. obviously, of dropping to the third division of Scotland, it, well, it did affect your, your international career. Did 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 any of that ever cross your mind that this might be detrimental? Actually, to my career, even though it is the club that I've wanted to play for.
1: Yeah, well, I remember speaking to Michael O'Neill about it, and Michael was is a brilliant man, and he's a very honest man, and he sort of more or less hinted that look, if you if you go and play in the third division, it's not really going to help your you're not really going to kick on international ways, and um, I could have went and played at, obviously high at Champions League or, or different things in, in different countries and, and, and that would have helped my international career but I think, as I said, football is a short career and you only get certain windows of opportunities um, to take and I didn't want to give up the opportunity to play at Abrox and and I, w- I was never going to turn it down. I, I know the sacrifices that I made personally by going there Um, I could have earned more money going elsewhere Um, I know there was big when we signed for Rangers everyone thought that we were getting massive monies and massive contracts but that wasn't the case I was earning more money in England with Doncaster but um, uh, I could have went and got more money elsewhere um, but it wasn't about it was just it was just a complete um, desire and to play for the club and it wasn't anything to do with any, I I I didn't care what league they were in. They were still yeah. playing Ayr Rock. They were still Rangers, and um, that was all that mattered to me at, at that time. You know,
2: your debut against uh, East Fife. You obviously scored and you set up two goals in the League Cup. What was it like? Kind of that feeling, what made those as a Rangers player rather than a member of the opposition, and obviously putting on that jersey. And walking out in front of you I packed hybrids because I think there was like 50,000 that night in the, in the ground as well uh, I'll never forget it I'll never forget my first game obviously I scored it was a nice goal I think
1: the keeper with my left foot um, it was a fantastic experience for me um, obviously it was. I think it was a midweek game against Dukie I think Jockey was manager at yeah. East the time. and um, it was just um, something I dreamed of my whole life and I, I'll never ever forget that first first game and um I wish I could get that moment again, that that feeling of going out for the first time. But as I said, I, I, like when Ali McCoy's had grown up watching play for Rangers, when he rings you to ask you to sign for Rangers, it's it's not it's not something you're really going to turn down. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can you remember the goal? I do. I remember the goal.
2: I, I remember it. Talk us <laughs> 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 <can't> <laughs> talk talk through the goal because it was a good goal. It was a to goal. No, I think
1: Barry Mackay. was it. Barry Mackay? tried. It might have been Barry. I think it was tried Barry. to shoot, and Barry can't shoot that well. So I knew <laughs> if I followed in, it was going to ricochet somewhere. So um, the keeper came out, and I just left it over on my left. So um, no, it was it was a good goal, and I always remember it. So I say you always remember your first appearance and your first
2: goal. So um, it's something that, that that I'll cherish, you know. I think it was the following week as well. Did you know get? Did you not know, pick up an injury the following week?
1: Uh, I'm not sure about that. I know my worst injury was against Annan and, and that really affected my Rangers career for a year, probably two years there yeah. when I done my knee. Yeah. Um, that was a massive blow for me um, because it it sort of had to change the way my game played after that. I always had a, a burst of pace over three or four yards and felt sharp, but it um, really slowed me down that knee injury and um it was, a, it was a disappointing moment for me and it took me a long time to sort of get back to um, the playing at a level where
2: I felt good enough to be playing, you know. You had to wait until September to score your first league goal for the club. Uh, it was a, a goal and, and I think you set up a goal as well in the, uh, a game against Elgin, 5-1 at Ibrooks. I think that was David Templeton's debut as well uh, for Rangers. Yeah. I, I remember that game, actually I remember being at the game and we were, we were excellent that day again. Some people say it's, it's only Elgin but You've touched upon it yourself when, when you're a, an opposition player playing against the old firm. I mean, in the, in the top league, obviously, you get four shots at it, as you've said. For a team yeah. like Elgin, they knew they were going to get to plays a few times and then that would have been up because Rangers were obviously expected to go up. Just how difficult was it coming up against teams in that third division? You know, we, when we were rolling into their towns, it was like a circus that was following Rangers. The fan base, again, the crowd go wherever Rangers go and we were selling out wee grounds all over the country. It must have been... It must have been difficult for the players to a match the expectation of the fans and b also raising your game every single week against these players who knew they were only going to get a couple of shots against Rangers.
1: I I think a lot of them, as I spoke about with my knee, um, it was I think they were very aggressive and they wanted to hurt you. You know, yeah. there was an element of that, and we had to stand up to that. Some of it, I'll be honest, and you were there as well. Some of the games weren't pretty. Um, yeah. They made it ugly, and it was frustrating at times. Especially the way games weren't weren't the best for the from a playing point of view. It was just a matter of trying to get up the divisions and and get through the leagues. Um, but um, it was a difficult time. We had to dig in, and as I said, there was still turmoil off the pitch regarding different uncertainty. Um, there was lots of board changes in the last first two or three years, and. Um, Lots of players came and went. It was just um it was a difficult time, I'll be honest. It was a strange time um for a lot of the players to deal with and um I think um the the obviously the fans were important through that stage because uh, I think they stuck with this and um and that's what got the club back where it
2: is now. You the highlight I think of the season was the game at Ivericks against Muddle. Um obviously there was a lot of bad blood. In the, in the stands feeling by us obviously because we felt we'd been treated kind of unfairly we'd been blamed for a lot of stuff that was not necessarily Rangers fault as a club and obviously as a fan base our only crime was being loyal to, to the club that we support you guys had came in were playing for the for the club can 100% for the club just how did it feel for you for you guys getting into that Motherwell game knowing the bad blood that was and not, I mean the atmosphere I was at that night was like a European night to be honest
1: Uh, we were fired up for that game like I think you've seen it from the very first whistle I think Mollerwell kicked off and we went and we pressed him straight away and um, we got the crowd with us straight away Mm -hmm. and um, we were looking forward to that game as I said obviously when you're playing Elgin and you're playing uh, Annan in these games they're they're, they're difficult to, obviously, sometimes to get yourself up for a way and but when you're home to Rocks. we knew Mullerwell were a premiership club who'd finished third or something previously, so we wanted to put a statement out that um, what we were all about that night, and the fans were brilliant again. The players, I think that was one of the best performances of the season, so and from a personal point of view, it was probably my best game that year. Um scored, one scored? Seven, one, so I was lucky. Um, I really enjoyed that game, I think we didn't just beat them; we really um, laid down a marker, as I said. So, that um, no, was an excellent that was an excellent night one as well. I, I remember well.
2: Yeah, we you missed five months of the season. You said to yourself, "During a, a knee ligament injury, how frustrating was that for you? Your, your debut season at the club you support. You're obviously full of beans, busting ready to go. It's kind of halted during a serious injury." How, how do you pick yourself back up for that? and does that affect you the following season when you get back to fitness? obviously the the knee is it psychological that there's a chance there that the knee might not be as strong as it was before? Uh, it took
1: me a long while. It took me well into that next season, probably not till Christmas where I started to like um uh, really uh, feel better about myself and sort of your body's trying to adjust to to the damage done in that area. so um no it affected me badly, obviously. Um one first initially not being on the pitch and then when as I was coming back and trying to get some rhythm then it was trying to get your strength back and get some power and stuff back and I think people don't see things like that and then mentally it affects you you're disappointed you're down because you're not um, back to the level you were and it was um it was, a, it was a difficult time for me but um I had strong people around me it was it was um the club was still winning at times and we were still going forward. So um, it gave me motivation to get back and be part of it. So, yeah, it did affect me. And I said it took me a while to
2: get back into the swing of things. You scored in the opening game in the following season. Obviously, get got promoted to League One, as it's known. Um, And and you scored in the opening game. Your playing time kind of was... You were in and out of the team, if I remember correctly. Did you ever think about, actually, I I want to go, I've, I've had enough
1: um, no, because I was still trying to recover and I was still trying to get back to play, um and I, I didn't want to, I was never going to leave the club at that stage. Obviously, I know it was the manager brought in, John Daly, brought in a few other um, players and they wanted to play a different style of play. But I knew that as time went on, I would get myself back in and I think I finished that season really strong. I think I ended up getting a few goals that year. Um, not sure how many but um, as I said it took me to the turn of the year to, f- to feel better and to get myself um, going again and um, I think I finished the season quite strong.
2: I, th- I think Ali was quite because I'm sure I remember a press conference or an interview or something like that where Ali was asked a question about yourself and whether because there was rumours that you going elsewhere and I think Ali was quite firm in his response to saying no Dean's not leaving, Dean's part of the, the, the team, Dean's part of the future here and and it was fair play because I, I always think as well in the, in the kind of early days in the, in the lower leagues I don't think well you maybe obviously you'll know you know better than anybody but I don't think we used you in the correct way I don't think we played you in your strongest position I think it was when Mark Roberton came in and you kind of went a wee bit more central that uh, we saw the best out of Dean Shields really as a range supporter anyway uh, I think that's right I
1: think obviously
2: I think Ali wanted um
1: Obviously, he played with some brilliant strikers, with Haatley and McCoy. Brilliant. And I think he wanted two up front um, a lot of the time. So, I think he wanted, um, that year, I think he wanted John Daly for Ariel and Nicky Clark being the one running off him. Yeah. Um, as I said, when Warburton came in, he was more of a three in midfield, which suited me more. Um, try and go get on the ball a little bit deeper. But... Um, but no, obviously I, I had to adjust whatever way the manager wants to play. Then you have to try and get in the team and try and adjust to what, to what style or whatever way he wants to play. But as I said, I always played better in, um, when I was trying to get on the ball in, in little pockets and areas and and that's where I sort of at my best, I think. Um, as you said, a lot of times I would maybe have went been wide or wide left or wide right or whatever. But um, as I said, um, it was hard enough trying to just get um, get wins and stuff, so you just got to adapt your game and try and get in and, and do what you can, whatever the manager's
2: asking. You know? That year we went undefeated in the league season, which obviously doesn't get talked about a lot because it was league one, and, and uh, rightly or wrongly, I think it's, it's a decent achievement considering you still need to go out and beat the teams, you know. and you've said before there's guys down there that's trying to pay their mortgages, there's guys down there scrap scrapping and fighting for their lives just to survive and be a football player. I think it was a decent achievement for the Rangers side, although probably people would say to me, no, well, it was expected because we're Rangers at the end of the day and I, and I get that. But did, did the squad feel that to be a decent achievement, a really good achievement?
1: Um,
2: obviously, yeah. And I think
1: we we were that was in our mind. We didn't want to get beat. And I think the, the, the previous year we got beat off smaller clubs and it was embarrassing, really, to be honest. So I think that hurt us and that, that sort of stood us in good stead for... The next season that we weren't going to let, them, let these teams, these small clubs beat us, and sort of because when they did beat you, they, they rubbed it in, you know, as, as you yeah. could imagine. So, um, I think that no matter what league you're in, as you said, teams are always going to be trying to, um, they're always trying their best against Rangers. This that's not hide that fact. They they give more in some some games than against us and they did the other teams, but that's that's just the way the the way of the world over there, and um, I think it is a big. I think it is a big achievement. Um, although it is League One, as I said, you, you still have to go multiple, lots and lots of games, and mid lots of midweek games away up um, midweek at certain
2: clubs. And it was, I think, it was a very good achievement, and probably was overlooked a lot to be honest by, by many people. The Championship, we get promoted to Championship, and I think it was excitement uh, for the fans because obviously we were one step away for being back where we should be. And also, Hearts and Hibs had dropped into the championship. The squad was strengthened again going into that, that season. The opening day, I think we gave you off our of Hearts at Ibrox, and it was becoming kind of apparent. Hearts were running away with the, with the title a wee bit, and we were obviously yeah. in a bit of a, well, not a bit, a fair amount of a crisis. Ali ultimately uh-huh. ended up leaving his post as manager. How did how did you feel as a as a member of the squad? Obviously, Ali being the popular guy that he was, it wasn't he kind of, well, it depends who you talk to It wasn't uh, working out? Uh, it was, there was quite uncertainty at times and it was
1: madness, to be honest. I, I think that we were turning up for the Queen the South game. Um, it was a night game, I remember, and it was all, we'd heard rumours that morning and we were turning up. Actually, we thought that, that the manager was gone or we had heard that that, that Ali had gone. or Obviously, as I said, he, he was going through a lot of turmoil himself, as I said, because we were the players on the pitch, so we were trying to win the games and stuff. But he was obviously dealing with the board and dealing with the, the stick and he was trying to protect the players from that, um, which was a difficult job. He was under a lot of pressure to get results and he was under a lot of pressure from dealing with a lot of off-the-field stuff. So I'm sure that um, it was... It was. I know he hasn't managed since, so he maybe didn't... Scalped <laughs> him, maybe I, mean, a, <laughs> I So he maybe put him off managing an our team, but it, he dealt, had to deal with a lot of stuff that year. It was re- remarkable what he was dealing with. So again, I remember turning up to Queen of South away and speaking to Big Jig or whatever it was, and we thought that he had gone. Then we, he was at the hotel and he hadn't gone and there was just that uncertainty that it's not good for any team do you know what I mean and um, eventually he, he did leave and I don't know under the, under what circumstances or how how um, it happened or who made the decision but um, it was just surreal I think Stuart McCall came in after that for a short period of time and, and actually gave us a wee bit of stability because of, there was that much stuff happening and um Again, I think Kenny McAll was caretaker for a while too.
2: Yeah, and he didn't want to be there really. Uh, that
1: was just a complete <laughs> and utter shambles too. Then Mike Ashley sent up five players from Newcastle, and <laughs> three of them couldn't play, or two of them weren't there. There was, was there was just so much turmoil at that time. It was just, um, as I said, there was uh, the journalists in Scotland, as you know what they're like. They 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 love a bit of drama, and there was there was always a, a story coming out um, of Ibrox, you know. And uh, again, we were asked to take pay cuts and stuff, um, so that added more uncertainty. There was there was just difficult. Uh, there was just always something new every week, and um, even when Ali left, even after that, when Kenny Medo came in, he was dealing with a lot of the stress and pressure. So. Um, it was just a difficult time. Um I know Stuart McCall came in towards the end of that season and did give us a wee bit of stability and and steadied the boat a wee bit. So um no, it was just madness really that, that
2: year, to be honest. Well Stuart McCall obviously came in and, and as you said, gave us a wee boost. We we made it to the the playoff, obviously Beat Hab's semi final in the playoff and then we made it into the, the final the playoff against Motherwell. Again, I think they were hurting from the game that we spoke about earlier. The fact that we, we dumped them at the League Cup a couple of years before. And they came into that and, and they shocked us at Ibrox that night. Can you remember that game at uh, That The beaters was at 3-1, was it? Uh we were
1: poor that night. We we To be honest, I didn't think we had much... We had better players, I think, than Mullerwell. But we... Um, I think the system was a shambles from the Scottish football. I think that we had just beaten Queen of the South home and away. Then we had gone and beaten Hibs home and away, played them home and away and were fantastic in all four games. By the time that we had gotten to Motherwell, they were sitting waiting for us. And by the time we had gotten there, we were just completely beat or we had no energy left. We had played um, high pressure games every three days and we had no energy left by the time we had played that game. Um, I think if we had played them at the start of the playoffs or so we had to go through a process of um, I think the system's wrong I think the Premier League team should start even on, and there should be two semi-finals rather than the team who finishes uh, um, where we finished that year we had to beat Queen of South and then Hibs and then Motherwell. Yeah. by the time we had gotten them or we were on our knees I think um, we took the game to Mullerwell that night and they sat in and hit us on the counter two or three times sucker punched us and um, that really the, going back to Mulloway, it was very, going to be very, very difficult, and um, now that was probably one of the lowest points of my career is losing that playoff. But we were like getting, we were in, we were all injured, we were all trying to play through injuries, we were all shattered going into that game. So um, I think the system again was wrong, um, but we still had to try and, and and win the game, which which we which we couldn't do. Yeah.
2: Obviously, you touched the the, the return leg at Fir Park where we were beaten. There was kind of unsavoury scenes for the Motherwell fans that day, and I think the Rangers fans never got enough credit for showing restraint. I think there could have been yeah. a riot that day, but the Rangers fans never responded to it. We didn't enter the, the field of play, and again, we just dragged I- I think the Rangers fans were right but they seen
1: Mosh and he didn't need any help. So no, yeah, that's they, uh, <laughs> true. <Fair laughs> he done Mosh the had it under control. There was no need for any fans <laughs> to come on. So <laughs> he didn't need any help from the players either. So <laughs> no, we true. let him, we let him work away. But no, nah, it was madness. Scenes, obviously, the disappointment of getting put out, and then that, that shambles was happening, and then big Marsh had had lost the plot, and we. He was going into their changing room trying to fight the. <laughs> he was trying to fight the Mullerwell players too when he when he got into the changing off. It was just, um, it was a really low point as well from the club because, as I said, once we had beaten Hibs were a good side that year. They had good players, and once we had beaten them, Hibs were a better team than Mullerwell. We thought that we we were going to going to get up at that stage, but um, as I said, we were beaten convincingly by Mullerwell. We had no energy left. The tank was empty, and. Um, it was disappointing all year round and then to cap it off with the scenes it was just on you know
2: yeah obviously Stuart McCall didn't get the job full time uh, going on to the next season and, and we touched upon it Mark Warburton came in did you find within the squad I mean I think Mark as well when he took over I spoke to Mark on the show and I think Mark said himself I think he only had about nine players when, when he took over you were obviously one of them did you and the rest of the team that was left feel right fresh start Draw a line under what happened to Rangers. This is a new era, let's go again. Uh,
1: big time. No, he came in with fresh ideas and um it was a good it was it was he was a good appointment that time because he was he had come in with a freshness, he'd brought in some new players and he wanted to play a different style. It was it was new, it was great for the players obviously. Um Davey Weir came in with him who's a fantastic guy and was brilliant with the players and um, at that time we needed something like that to come in and give us a boost and thankfully um, thankfully, we, we managed to um, get up at the end of that year. Um, but no, at the start of that season we needed some freshness and um, that he was good at sort of Getting us going again, you know. The players had just come off the the nine players that you said that still were there were just obviously dealing with the disappointment of the Mullerwell thing from the previous season. So yeah, but we want to look forward. And now um, he came in with um, with fresh energy, fresh ideas, and it was a new face, and it, was, it seemed to work. You know.
2: Yeah, the highlights of that season were obviously getting up, winning the the Petrofac Cup at the time, and in that day just been a sea of kind of red, white, and blue. A
1: great performance. Uh, that was team. a good day. That, that was, was a big a good day. day. Um, I remember after we won it at I, at um, <laughs> at uh, at Hampton, um, yeah. I was sitting in the bath beside Lee Wallace, and I was thinking uh, we were talking. About it and we said like we had won that trophy, and we we thought we were jinxed for that trophy with different things going against us, and um, although we had won different things. And, in our careers mean we cherished that moment, you know, because it was um it was a difficult we we, we had difficulties in that trophy so to finally win it and the, the response we got from the crowd at Hamden was, was fantastic and it was it was a, it was a good day for the club that day to be honest. Um we look back fondly at that day.
2: Well that was the trophy obviously that would have and I, I talk about it but it's probably no something Rangers fans talk about a lot, but that season, seen us win every single trophy, well, I'd seen my team win every single trophy yeah. that Scottish football had to offer, and that yeah. that to me is something that we can say, you know, no many clubs are about to say it because they wouldn't have been in our position, thankfully for them, unfortunately we were, but we, we still yeah. managed to see our club win every single trophy available to us in Scottish football, and that is quite a good thing to say for, for a Rangers supporter.
1: Yeah, I think so, I think obviously Rangers names are now in all the trophies, Um Available in Scottish football, and the only club that can say that, you know, mm. and obviously being the most um, successful team in the country, so that just adds to it, you know. And um, no, we, we didn't take it lightly, you know, uh, although it's, it didn't get you into Europe or didn't um, anything like that, but it was still um,
2: the Rangers fans turned out and we, we, we made it a, a big occasion, and, uh, and rightly so. The following weekend we took on Celtic in the semi-final you started the game I've said to Mark Robertson and, and David Weir when we had them on uh, the show that 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 first half performance I don't think I've seen a Rangers team dominate them as much you know I thought we were absolutely terrific Pro- maybe maybe until Gerard came in and, and some of the performances against them under Gerrard have been really really good but I mean taking the game in them we should have been maybe two or three up at half time alright Paddy Roberts misses that sitter but we should have been two or three upper cells. Rangers were absolutely outstanding that day and it was as if that we kinda of took them aback because they kinda of, you could see it in them. It's well, who do they think they are coming and taking the game to us? Do you know what I mean, they thought we would alter our game plan to, to stop. Yeah, they them. did. And, and we did, they did.
1: And I remember um uh, on the pitch they they were struggling to understand it. Uh, obviously we were in the championship at the time, so um they probably had that arrogance where they thought that um, we would just sit in like we'd done under Kenny Mitchell and just mm-hmm. take our beating. beaten. But um, now nah, we, we we knew we had good players and we knew that um, the quality we had with Kenny Miller, we had um, with a lot of um, with a lot of um, belief in what Warburton was doing at that time. Um, as you said, I remember we played out from the back. Um, I remember John Collins, who I'd worked with, was. I was on the wing one time and he was beside and I remember us playing through them and he wasn't they weren't expecting us to play the yeah. way we did in the championship they thought we would change our game because it was Celtic but yeah. um, the fans who had seen us play that season realised that we were weren't on a change because it was Celtic we just played the same way we'd been playing so um, it was a great day it was one of the best days of my, my career obviously when I'm in an old firm and and um, as you said, it, we should have been well ahead by uh, by half time. And um, I think we lost a, he- a header from a corner. and Celtic scored, which set us back. But eventually, we we were thoroughly deserved winners. And even though it was penalties, we, I think we, we
2: put down an arm marker that day. That um, you know that we were back in a way. You said earlier that Barry McKay couldn't really hit the ball, but. I think that day showed he has a rocket <laughs> in his right foot. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was unbelievable. It was it was a fantastic goal. Um, it, Barry's got some ability. I, I think he should have stayed at Rangers. Um, I, I, again, maybe he he wanted to try something new at um, at uh, in England. But um, he's a fantastic talent, and Barry can do that. You know, um that was an unbelievable goal. I think it's one of the best Old Firm goals in a long, long time. So. Um, now, we all knew what Barry
2: was capable of, and it was it was fantastic. Burning goal, and we needed that thing. You came off for for Nicky Lodge on the game. You obviously then got to sit through the same as we did in the stand. <laughs> you got to sit yeah. through the drama, the obviously extra time, and then the penalties. How how is it for a player in the squad sitting watching a penalty show? Is it the same as the fans? Because the tension's just unbearable, especially in an old firm game like that.
1: Yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, I, I would rather have been on the pitch, um, but I knew that um, Mark Warburton makes subs on the air, <laughs> as everyone else knew. Um, usually, two subs coming on the air or, or minimum one. So um, we, uh, I was, uh, I was, it was horrible to be honest, sitting watching it and then the penalties and then um, not being able to do anything about it. But we had high faith in the lads, and um, we, we, we. Um, there was such relief and happiness basically after winning that um, shootout that uh, we'd taken so much abuse over the, the last three years yeah. and um, there was such joy coming out and um, we, were, we were waiting for that moment for a long, long time, you know, and and I, I definitely cherished
2: it that night. The, the, you were saying about obviously the year before in the championship when we failed to get up the, the run of games getting to the final. This, this time on that particular season, it was reversed because obviously we won the league, we were up as champions. Hibs had to play through the playoffs and then obviously play the Scotch Cup final against us. For us, we had a three-week break. Do you think that three-week yeah. break was then detriment to us, obviously, getting into the final? I think so. I think we went down to play
1: Spurs in London and I don't know. It just it, we, we weren't. Sure. We started the game off okay, but... I don't. I think it stopped momentum for us, really. Um, to be honest, uh, so it wasn't that. Um, I, I think looking back, we might have changed the way we set up or the way we done things, but you can always look back at hindsight. So, yeah. look, I think we prepared as best we could, and again, we don't want to talk too much about that game, but it wasn't. It wasn't a good experience for any of us, and no. um, we, we we try not to. Uh, to blame other people, but I think we were put in a bad position towards uh, the end of the game. But on the field, it was horrible. Um, we 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 thought we had the game sort of by the scruff of the neck, and we let it slip, and and they punished us. So um, now the preparation—you can look at different reasons why, but it was it, we probably didn't perform the way we should, we 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 were performing. But um, as I said, heads won, and and we move on. You know.
2: Yeah. Did you know that was going to be your last game for the club, Barton?
1: No, I didn't. Um, I thought I was to end the next year, um, but it wasn't to be. Uh, so, um, for it to be the last game, it was, it was disappointing to end that way. Um, I was very low after that um, that match. It, was, it hurt us all. Um, so, to end it in that way, you would rather leave winning a trophy or winning the mm. league or on a high. But... Um, as I said, I don't look back with any regrets. I had great times. I, I fulfilled the sort of boyhood dream, and um, um, the club has to move forward. And and I was I was I left probably at the right time. To be honest, it was it was a good experience, and um, I look back sort of played a little bit of part, not a massive part, but I played played my part in in the club trying to get back to where it belongs. And then hopefully once they win the win the league again that'll be it's sealed and confirmed that that's where they should be and they're back to rightly at the top of Scottish football you know
2: As an outsider now Dean obviously as a, as a fan of the club the same as, as the rest is how would you assess where where we've obviously where we are now and how far we've come under Stephen Gerrard
1: I, I think regarding if, where we want to be is winning well in the leagues and I think um, that involves consistency. It seems to be in the turn of the year. The last two seasons has, has, has been the, the stumbling block where it's it's let um, let things drop. But um, I think the old firm games, the European games, have been fantastic. Um, the performances in Europe and in the old firm, um, which will stand stand the, the club in good stead. So um, again, the consistency. If, if if you slip that that's three or three weeks off then then it's going to going to affect you and um, hopefully I think recruitment will be massive in in this summer and if we can if we can add a couple more and then hopefully next year's the year you know um, I don't think there's a massive gap now so again it's it's about consistency the quality's there I think looking from the outside I don't um, I'm not the best to judge but I think you need your big players performing. Morales has to perform. Um, I think that's massive, and I think Kent as well. So once they're if their their standards drop or something, then other people have to step up. But I think they're they're key in the club's success, and and um, hopefully next year is the year, you know.
2: Yeah. Dean, thanks very much for your time today, and thank you for your no efforts and a blue jersey. As I said, you always served the, the jersey with distinction, always gave it hundred percent, and for that, as a, as a Ranger supporter, I will always look back fondly on yourself. And welcome me, Ibrox. anytime you're there.
1: No problem, Scott. Thanks for having me. Thanks uh, very
2: much, Dean. It's great to go through it all. So I'll
1: uh, give me a shout, sure. No problem.